coaching can also be more directive and less neutral than some forms of therapy. One way I describe therapy versus coaching is a therapist is to a coach what a doctor is to a physical therapist. Welcome to Confessions of a Free Bird podcast. I'm your host, Lori James, a mother, divorcee, recovering caregiver, the author of Sandwiched, a memoir of holding on and letting go, a therapy junkie, relationship coach, somatic healer, and now podcaster. I'm a free spirit and here to lift you up. On this podcast, I'll share soulful confessions and empowering conversations with influential experts so you can learn to spread your wings and make the most of your second half. So pop in those earbuds, turn up the volume, and let's get inspired because my mission is to help you create your most joyful, purpose-driven life, one confession at a time. Hello, free birds. Today, I wanted to bring up a topic about coaching versus therapy and talk about the difference between the two because I have to confess many, many years ago when I first heard the term life coach, I had judgment around it and I probably rolled my eyes like, what's a life coach? And of course, I didn't really know what one did, and I certainly didn't think I needed one. Being a free spirit, I didn't need anyone telling me what I should or shouldn't do with my life or have anybody telling me how to act. And that's what I thought a life coach did. Little did I know at the time, coaching is none of those things, and I certainly didn't think I'd ever become one. In fact, in my opinion, a good coach does the complete opposite. The client is the driver of their own life. A coach is the passenger helping their clients discover, navigate where they want to go. So fast forward 15 years, 10 years of therapy and a coaching certification later, I am now one, and I wanted to bring this topic up so that way you have more clarity around what a coach is, what a coach isn't, in case you were wondering, because I know I would have benefited from knowing this information years ago. So what I'm going to cover in today's podcast is difference between coaching and therapy, what coaching is, what makes a good coach. And I'm also going to share at the end a little more about what somatic experiencing is, what bioenergetic analysis is, and gestalt, some of these therapy terms I used in episode 105, and some of my listeners gave me feedback wishing that they would have had more of a definition of what each of those does. 
and I am going through somatic experience training right now. So I have a good understanding of what that entails, but the gestalt is going to just be a definition. So first, I wanted to touch on the difference between coaching and therapy. While I was doing research for this episode, I came across a couple of articles that I'll put in the show notes for reference in case you want to take a look. One is from Psychology Today and the other one from an online resource called verywellmind.com that explained the difference between the two well. So this is a combination of those two definitions, as well as adding my own interpretation as well from my experience. Therapy primarily focuses on observing, diagnosing, and addressing past trauma, treating addiction, treating mood, personality, behavioral, and learning disorders, and identifying and resolving family systems issues, amongst other things. Therapists are mental health professionals. They can treat mental health conditions. They have a degree and are licensed in a related field, and they adhere to a code of ethics. Life coaches cannot treat mental health conditions. A good coach will be certified and have received formal coach training by a reputable organization and is preferably ICF certified, which is International Coaching Federation, which I am. We are not governed by a board like licensed therapists but we do adhere to a standard of ethics. Therapists can coach and also offer therapy, but coaches shouldn't treat complex mental health issues. If you have an individual, if you're a coach and you have someone, it's best to refer them to a therapist. So what is coaching? A life coach is a type of wellness professional who helps people make progress in their lives in order to attain greater fulfillment. Life coaches help their clients in improving their relationships, careers, and in general, their day-to-day lives. Coaching is intended to help clients work through their struggles, frustrations, high stress levels, inability to break bad habits, feeling dissatisfied in their life, or looking for more fulfillment, or even if they have blocked creativity. Coaching can help you change your perspective So you can identify what you need to kickstart change towards more success and achievement and ultimately more joy and happiness because we all deserve more happiness in both our careers and our personal relationships. Coaching relies on a certain level of client wellness and mental health that allows for behavioral and goal-oriented action 
that's not rooted in treatment of disorders. Coaching can also be more directive and less neutral than some forms of therapy. One way I describe therapy versus coaching is a therapist is to a coach what a doctor is to a physical therapist. Therapy helps treat the core wounds, the past trauma from our experiences, and brings awareness around family dynamics so clients can see how their current behavior was formed, typically out of survival while they were younger, and maybe adding more chaos into their old adult lives than necessary. Some types of coaching may reference back to your childhood or focus on inner child work, but for the most part, coaching is about helping someone move from where they are today to where they'd like to be. And if they don't know where they want to go, a good coach will help them figure that out. In my opinion, a good coach uses a wide variety of tools to help their clients get clarity on their goals or what they're struggling with the most. They will identify the obstacles holding their clients back and help them work through them. These often come from our limiting beliefs that are ingrained in us from society from the cultures we were raised in, from friends, and also the messages we received from our family growing up. A good coach also helps their clients uncover their unique skills and gifts so they can use them to create the life that they desire. A good coach never tells a client what they should do, nor gives advice unless asked. And even then, it's best to turn it back around to the client so they can come up with the answer because that's how the awareness begins and that's how change starts. They also help their clients discover and lean into their values and strengths to support and maximize change. A good coach will also help and or teach their clients to listen to that intuition, to their gut, to their inner guide, to their body compass, whatever term you want to use. So that way they can start following their dreams and desires that may have been left behind in their childhood or as adults between trying to get ahead in your career or between diaper changes and kids leaving the nest. Studies have also found that both individual and group coaching was helpful in reducing procrastination and improve goal attainment. It also can improve self-efficacy, self-empowerment, self-reflection, It has also been shown to improve overall mental health and quality of life. It helps with awareness, improves well-being, and improves functioning within organizations and with 
interpersonal relationships. There are so many different types of coaches. I'm going to go through a handful of them. So depending on what you think you need, there are general life coaches. There are personal coaches, business coaches, small business coaches, executive leadership coaches, career coaches, financial coaches, health and wellness coaches, mindfulness coaches, divorce coaches, spiritual life coaches, intuitive coaches, relationship coaches, personal empowerment coaches, confidence coaches, parenting coaches, dating coaches, and so on. One thing that is so important if you are looking for a coach is to find someone who you really connect with. I would say this goes for therapists or coaches. Someone that you connect with, you feel safe with, and whom you feel you can build a trusting relationship with. So in closing, I wanted to circle back again, as I said earlier, to define a couple of therapy terms that I used in episode 105. If you've listened to it, great. Thank you. It's all about debunking myths around therapy with a fabulous therapist and dear friend, Tina Hartney, who's an MFT, marriage and family therapist. I highly recommend listening to it if you haven't. And some of the different modalities of therapy that we referenced was bioenergetics, So bioenergetic analysis is, and this is a definition that I'm reading, (laughs) is a specific form of body psychotherapy based on the relationship between your body and your mind. Bioenergetics basically combines a bodily analytic and relational therapeutic work based upon an energetic understanding. It helps to release chronic muscle tension, manage effects, expand the capacity for intimacy, heal sexual difficulties, and learn new ones, more fulfilling ways of relating to others, including more tenderness, less aggression and assertion, And bioenergetic analysis has been known as a core life-saving force. The therapeutic relationship provides a place of safety in which healing can happen. The next one that I'll talk about is somatic experiencing. So somatic experiencing is similar yet different from bioenergetics. Somatic experiencing focuses more on the body, not necessarily the mind-body connection. It's body-oriented therapeutic model that helps to heal trauma and stress disorders. It was created by a gentleman named Peter Levine, and Peter has written several books, 
one of them that I've read called Waking the Tiger. It's all about healing trauma. And it's result of its multidisciplinary study of stress physiology, psychology, biology, neuroscience, indigenous healing practices, and medical biophysics. And it's been around over 40 years. Somatic experiencing is a type of modality that is offered to many types of healers. You don't have to just be a therapist to get trained in it. Coaches can train in it, therapists, first responders, doctors, massage therapists, acupuncturists, to name a few. I am currently, as I said earlier, being trained to become a somatic experience practitioner. And the one of the beautiful things about somatic experiencing is as we go through the training, we can use what we are learning, the tools and techniques that we're learning, and implement them right away. I have personally experienced both somatic experiencing and bioenergetic analysis. It has really helped me heal some of my past trauma that I have written about in my book. Because for me, talk therapy only took me so far. I needed to work on my nervous system and the bioenergetics and somatic experiencing is very effective in helping to work on the nervous system so that way you sleep better, you experience less anxiety, you have tools to manage stressful situations. It's done wonders for me. The last one that we talked about, which I'm less familiar with in episode 105, is Gestalt therapy. And that's a form of psychotherapy that emphasizes personal responsibility and focuses on the individual's experience in the moment. The therapist-client relationship, the environmental and social context of a person's life, and the self-regulating adjustments people make as a result of their overall situation. It was developed by Fritz Perls, Laura Perls, and a gentleman named Paul Goodman. My girlfriend, Tina, has been trained in Gestalt therapy, if you are looking for somebody who has that experience. So I categorize myself as a relationship coach. I believe everything we do boils down to our relationships in all aspects of our life, in our personal lives, in our social lives, in our professional lives. And I believe every relationship we have begins with us. So it's so important for us to take the time to understand ourselves better and see what we'd like to change within us as we move through life. Before we ask anyone else to change for us, because trust me, 
I am guilty of asking other people to change for me. And let me say it didn't work out so well. Actually, in the big scheme of things, it worked out far better. But in the moment, it didn't work out so well. Also, to clarify, I offer one-on-one coaching. I also run a dating support group that is through Meetup. But if that's something that you're interested in doing, please reach out to me. And I'm offering a six-week Date Differently in Midlife course that's starting September 6th. This is a six-week signature course that I created based off of all the things that I did for myself to find a really wonderful guy who I have been with now for over a year and a half. And as I said earlier, I am training in somatic experiencing. So if you are looking for a somatic healer, I also offer sessions around that. So that wraps up everything I wanted to talk about this week. Thank you so much for being with me. And I will talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Confessions of a Free Bird. I'm grateful to be in your ears and hearts. If you're interested in becoming a free bird, I'd love to support you. Please check out my website at laurieejames.com to learn how we can work together or to sign up for my newsletter so you can receive tips on how to date and relationship differently and ultimately find more freedom and joy in your life. If you found this podcast helpful, please follow or subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with friends so they can find more freedom in their second or third act also. Until next time.